San Francisco, I'm coming to you March 6th to the 9th. And then I'm coming to Dallas, Texas, March 22 and 23. Washington, D.C., April 21st. And then San Diego, May 11th. Come see me do the standing comedy. Get tickets at FumiAbe.com. Enjoy the episode. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why don't they teach that at school? Like, we need more financial literacy at school. From, because since we're a kid. I think it's, um, it's bad for America. Like, it's good for us, but I think... It's like, this is like a conspiracy thing, but I feel like if you teach kids the real stuff, then it's bad for corporations. No, yeah, I, I agree. To yeah. a point. To yeah, a, to a know. point where yeah. you gotta, these companies got to leverage people. And yeah. The less they know, the better. Right. Welcome to Cash Cuties, a podcast where you learn how to live and die fast. Yes, I am your host, Fumi Abe. And I'm Steffi Bake. <laughs> if you're listening on your Apple Pod app, please leave a review, hit follow on Spotify, and sub to our YouTube channels for all the video version of this podcast. All the links are available in the episode description below. below. Uh, no donor daddies this week because we recorded like two days ago but if you want to support this podcast please go to patreon.com slash cash cuties pod and for your donation in return for your donation in exchange you get bonus episodes and behind the scenes content i think we have like seven bonus episodes right now where it's just me and steffi fucking around talking about money so if you like more of this shit with no guest go to patreon.com slash cash cuties pod and check that shit out <laughs> um i had a thing happen last week and i've been dying to talk to you about it mm-hmm. actually okay your boy's in an open relationship right yeah. mm-hmm. okay so like I don't really go on dates that much, but mm-hmm. uh, last Monday, um, I like went and got lunch with somebody. A fan? Uh, she wasn't like a fan. She did DM me. I think she like found me on Instagram, but she's not like familiar with like this podcast or anything like that. Anyway, she like sent into my DMs and we were kind of like flirting and then we're like, let's meet for lunch. And I was like, okay, sure. Did you tell him you're in an open relationship? Yeah, I, I always do. Yeah. How do you bring it up? I just say like, Hey, um, just for the sake of transparency, like I'm in like an open thing. I have a partner. We live wow. together. So that's interesting because you're already go- assuming that if they hit you up at that point oh, that, I, they're in- they're, that they're that they're potentially interested. I only I don't message immediately. I I only told her because she asked me out. She asked oh, me to dinner, and okay. so I was like, "Oh, whoa, is this like a date?" And she's like, "It could be." And then I was like, "Okay, well, in that case, this is sort of my situation." God damn, Fumi. So, anyways, I go to this lunch you know hang and you know it's fun and uh you know i was gonna pay for her anyways it wasn't whatever it was lunch right but when the check came she didn't even look at the thing she didn't reach in her purse it's it's like she had assumed that i was gonna pay right so that that already like kind of pissed me off because i'm like (laughs) Did she look at it? What did she do during she the She didn't time? even look at it, bro. No, no, what, did she make eye contact? Was she continue? Were you guys talking? Like, what exactly I happened think, at that moment? 
the check came and like I already had my card ready because ever since we had Kalila on, we talked about like the speed of the check, right? So I already had it ready in my pocket. I had like oh, been no. You know what's so funny? I've been I was talking to her and, and with one hand I was in my pocket and I was un unzipping I was like opening my yeah. wallet and getting the card in my pocket like this and had it ready. But I still expected her to like sort of do the fake out. You know what I mean? I sort of, <laughs> So she didn't do it, but not only did she not so I pay, right? And then when we leave, this is the part that got me. She doesn't say thank you. She doesn't. Whoa. Now, that's what I want to talk to you about. Because the Wait. check thing, the check thing, sure, maybe that happens sometimes in all kinds of situations, whatever. But the thank you part, I was like, no. No, 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 no. Wait no, no. a second. She didn't say thank you? Do you think she forgot? Was she nervous on the date? No. No, I don't think she forgot at all. Wait, the she was talking her fucking head off, dude. What do you think? She, I think this person. That's a move. I think this person. I have a couple of different theories. One, maybe she was just raised this way. Two, she told me she comes from like a pretty wealthy family. And so I was thinking like, oh, maybe what really wealthy people don't really think about money. And so, excuse me, it's not even worth it for her to say thank you because in her world, <laughs> a lot of people just have money. And it's not a big deal who pays. It doesn't matter who okay, pays. Okay, that makes sense. So that's what I'm thinking. But it's expected I, that you pay. Yeah, like as maybe as a guy, you think? Maybe maybe it's expected. What, but what, it what really, ethnicity is this person? She was not Asian. I'll say that. Okay. But just the thank you part really, really annoyed me. It really, really annoyed me. And I'm only saying this because Again, even if I took a friend out and I pay for that friend, you have to say thank you. You have to say thank you. Oh, what do you, what do we think about this? I don't I don't like it. I feel like that was really rude of her, but I it sounds like she didn't even like really consider it, which is the worst part. She didn't even see you as human. You're basically just yeah, <laughs> you're a prop for the day. Almost. I know. I, I was thinking you're... like, I was like, oh, did she just hit me up because she wanted free lunch or something? No, 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 like, no, no, no. I don't think it was a free lunch thing. I think because we did have a fun did you conversation. Her? Yeah, we did have a fun conversation. Like I did enjoy our time together. Maybe she thought you were gonna give her a free comedy show and she didn't like it. Oh, like over lunch. Over lunch. She wasn't. And she impressed. was gonna pay only. She might have tipped you. So I if wasn't it... charming enough during lunch, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I just thought it was like I truly thought it was the most I insane thing. I think you thing. should ask. Did you? You had a good time. It sounds like. Should I, I follow up and be like, yeah. "Hey, why don't you no, say no, thank no, you?" No, 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 no. I think you should now go on the date and be like, "Hey, it's your turn. Like, let's go hang out." But like, I want you to. I want you to communicate that she should somehow pay. So you think to get <laughs> back at her, I need to go on a second hang. Yeah, but and then and then do it on like, her dime. Yeah, and I just and to make it very clear, like, well, I paid for you last time, so yeah, like, why don't you pay for me? Yeah, <laughs> and I'll just spring it on her when the check comes. Yeah, because that would be fun, like as a second. Like, I would like to know next week what happens. What happens? Yeah, if you try it, but you can't be prepared to pay first. You gotta let it sit there for a little. I is get that, so awkward. Is that now. My, was that my Dude, mistake that I I don't, I don't let it sit yes, there? Yes, because that's what happened to me. Remember when I paid for those guys? It was because I immediately brought it out, and then they had the, they were like. Well, they said thank you. Well, okay. That's the other thing. So I, I immediately brought it out. And I think that if I had done that for any other person, they'd have been like, oh, are you sure you don't want to split it? Or like, oh, thank you. Or like they would have reacted to me putting down the card. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt very like disrespected. And it didn't make me feel good. Oh, I'm sorry. You got to say thank you, right? Am I crazy? It's a it's a respectful thing, but they might have not been brought up in that situation again, like you said, with the money. 
What do we do in these situations as humans, as people in our 30s? What do we do? Do we just excuse them because their mama didn't raise them right? I think you should say, you should be petty and be like, you didn't say thank you. I like thought about messaging her that. Just be, just because I don't, there's nothing there, right? Like I'm not, like she's looking for- I think for, you should jokingly be like, hey, um, so when are you going to thank me for the food? No, he's going to, then she's going to screenshot them and be like, oh, he's petty. You become the petty no matter what. Right, right. There is no winning. You have to let it go. <sighs> you look like, a, look, a, you're not, annoying no matter what at Right, that right, right, right. But I thought about being annoying just because I don't really think we're going to like see each other again, really, right. because I don't really know what the point is because I think she's looking for like something more serious and I cannot give her that. So like, do I well, just... She already knew that before you guys hung out. So maybe she realized then when you they were together and she's like, I just wasted my time. Mm. It, right? And then she's like, fuck it, whatever. I'm not even going to try. Right. Because I could see like if I went on a date and someone was really annoying. Yeah. Not that I'm saying you were. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. That's, it's okay. Or I knew there, there was like nothing else happening except they just want to fuck me. Yeah. Then I would they, they absolutely would be like, fuck it, I'm not paying this shit. Oh, maybe I was giving off I want to fuck you energy <gasps> too much. <gasps> oh, but he know Because like... I, it depends on if she's the type of person who can, if she, if she was looking for that, that's a very different story. If she just was looking for a hookup, it probably doesn't matter. I think but, she was on the fence. I think she didn't really know what she wanted, you know? You know what? Um, recently, ever since the whole check thing, I on dates, I don't um, go reach for my wallet ever since our conversation too. I don't do the reach out really fast. I've also just stopped even trying to do the thing. So I'm actually being like that girl, but, but that's only because I'm interested in the guy. Like see, the more how interested I am in the guy, the higher the stakes are for who, wait, the stakes are higher where they need to win my affection or love or something. Like they need through to show that, me through that gesture, through that gesture and me allowing them to pay oh, is like me being like, I see. I'm more down to like, be your thing yeah your that's interesting to like see how he reacts like because it's not really about the money you just want to see how he reacts to this financial situation does he freak yeah. out yeah does he try to split it is he gonna be in a I bad am, mood i am obsessed okay this one guy he just doesn't even question it he sets up the dates mm -hmm. he just puts down it's like he's never asked like he he makes it so nice that i don't have to like play this like oh i don't you know the whole thing he just does exactly what you said or what um kalila was saying mm -hmm. that guys do just where they just out. pulls it out yeah. and it's because he's more he's already settled in that part of his life right now when you're dating someone who is kind of like you know still working on their craft and that's where i feel like which i've also been dating going on dates with those guys it's a little bit more of like this awkward like mm. hassle thing so it makes it less sexy and like more but you less say thank you though right well, of, co of course I right, say right, thank right, you right. or I'll I've given gifts like I, for the guy who has been like taking me out and stuff. Right, I've, right, right. I've gotten something for him. I like guess, I think yeah. about him. And I guess maybe it's not fair. Like I guess like in a different world if we had continued to go if I was single we would kept going. going dates, if you're maybe. rich you wouldn't care. No if I was rich I wouldn't. I, again it's not the money it's the fucking thank you. But you, are you saying Really? That, you but, think that you would care about the thank you as much if you were rich? Oh, but that's an interesting question. Do you think that once you get so rich, yeah. I think I would still care about the thank you, no matter how much money I had, because that's just how I was raised. And it's an acknowledgement of like, mm -hmm. like it's an acknowledgement of my generosity, right? It's so, I think, I, I think we just want to be seen, dog. <laughs> I just want to be seen by saying, say thank you. If I ever buy you something, <laughs> fucking say thank you, okay?
So today's guest is a self-made millionaire, former math teacher, and content creator, Steve Chen. So, Steve. <laughs> You're not going to let him say hi? You're not going to let him say anything? Hi. Say something. How's it going? <laughs> that was hilarious. Sorry, okay. I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm so excited about today. Thank you for coming on the pod, man. This is Thank you. First Thank podcast, you. right? My very first podcast. There wow. we go. You can look at us too, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can look I'm at like, us. Should funny. I list? I yeah, I'm not too sure. Let's get into it. That's yeah. so funny. We're excited about you because you're like one of the smarter people on our pod who's actually who's actually talking about money with us yeah, yeah so we're super excited and we have so many questions money questions for the people who don't know i think a lot of people know call to steve my girlfriend knew who you were but yeah. for people who don't know just just a quick background like what do you do okay. and how are you making money these days yeah sounds good uh so i am a finance content creator i've been doing it since 2020 uh so we give a little bit of money tips uh, online on all major social media platforms. And we have our coaching services with getting people to get started with investing. Um, that's what we really encourage our community to do, especially if they're at that younger stage, a younger mm -hmm. age where you wanna get started with investing as soon as you can, make it a good positive wealth habit because that's when all that compound interest really takes off. So it's call to leap, call right? To leap. Is the so you are teaching people how to be financially savvy? Is that what it is? It's coaching, right? Yeah. Now is it in video format? Like is it on like YouTube videos or something that you're sending to them or is it like one-on-one? -on -one, uh, mm, okay. So yeah, it's a uh, basically it's a community that people join. They get to kind of talk to all my other students my other members we have a discord mm. uh, i created this because when i got into this whole fire uh space right financial independence retire early i was super scared because i was never taught about money so i didn't know who to talk to and i'm super introverted myself so i was like oh it would be really cool if i could create a space a safe space where people can talk about their finances they can talk about anything about credit cards, you know, what people's favorite credit cards are, uh, how to get started with investing, what their investing strategy is, uh, real estate, side hustles, right, increasing their earned income, what apps they like. So we talk about this all within the Discord. It's super cool. Everyone's very helpful. Um, everyone's in different places in their journey to financial freedom. So it's a very safe space. And within the community, we all have these videos where we kind of share with people like, oh, this is how you get started with investing. Step-by-step -step tutorials, click here. You know, deposit this amount of money, depending on how much uh, you feel comfortable with, right? Uh, you can dollar cost average in. What does dollar cost averaging mean, right? How do you choose the right brokerage for yourself? What? How do you choose the right account for yourself? Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of natural questions that I asked myself that I didn't know in my 20s. Uh, so I kind of like wrote all everything down. I did it with a whole bunch of friends, asked the community, what is it that people are afraid of when it comes to investing, when it comes to saving? So I answer a lot of these natural questions within the community. So what was your experience as a, tr like when you were younger with money? Because now mm -hmm. everything in your life is about helping people make more money. What was it like when you were younger? I've shared with my community how much I struggled with money growing up. My parents, they came from Taiwan back in the 80s. They had me, my dad went to school. Uh, he was studying for the first couple of years. My mom was kind of like the person who 
took care of the family. She got all these jobs as a waitress at all these restaurants. She worked as a maid. And I remember for a good portion of my childhood, maybe when I was like four, five, six years old, I'm kind of like just following my mom around after school, uh, getting into the car, driving to these people's houses. And I would see my mom uh, cleaning up all these people's houses, you know, vacuuming, washing dishes, uh, cooking like her scrambled eggs or whatever it is. And I'm sitting in the corner of these rich people's houses, like on their couch, doing my homework, drawing Ninja Turtles or whatever. And uh, just kind of like look at my mom work. And it was very heartbreaking for me just seeing my mom, who's like this little tiny little Asian lady, just like work really hard. Mm. And towards the end of each day, we get into our like old like Toyota Corolla, sit in there, and my mom would be like super stressed out, right? Um, and she would say things to me like, don't use your hands, use your head, mm. right? Like when you grow up. So she basically taught me, and of course my dad too, like you want to study hard, you don't want to be like me, working with my hands. Um, she said she always wanted me to have some sort of job where I'm wearing some sort of shirt and tie in a air, nice air-conditioned <laughs> room, right? So I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, like, like that's what I'll do. So I, yeah, I went through my whole life, you know, trying to like appease my parents, getting good grades, getting good SAT scores. Um, but just my entire childhood, I, I kind of saw money as like a very scarce thing. Mm. I was very scared that it would disappear. Right. Um, like my mom, like, so like a treat for ourselves. Like we always ate at home. It was like really weird if we went out to eat. Mm. Uh, but for us, whenever there was like some special day, we would go to McDonald's and that was like a special treat for me. And when we went to McDonald's, I remember I was never allowed to buy anything that was above a dollar. Uh, yeah, so like, I don't know if you guys remember. What year is this? <laughs> so it's like, it's impossible He's now. Like, impossible now. Like burgers are a penny each. Yeah, the dollar menu doesn't even exist anymore, right? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. I remember hamburgers were 29 cents each. I remember vividly. And then like the cheeseburgers were 39 cents each. So those were like the only things that I was able to get on the menu. And if I asked for anything else, like a Big Mac or something, my parents would be so upset. Like, why are you getting this? Right. Mm -hmm. So just kind of that kind of, you know, going through that, that just made me say, oh, okay, I don't deserve this. I can't, mm. I don't deserve good things or like expensive things. I remember when I went to college, uh, I started, I got my driver's license. I went out with my friends. We would go to like In-N-Out or McDonald's or whatever. I would see them order like a meal with like Coke or like fries and that was so weird for me like oh they got a big mac with coke like my parents they would bring their own water bottles or their own coke cans that would they would get from like albertson's and take it into mcdonald's and we would drink that and then have our 29 cent 39 cent or like 99 cent burger or whatever so just like going into college like that was very different for me mm. right um I remember, uh, yeah, like nice places were like Sizzlers. Do you guys know what that is? It's yeah. Like, yeah. I just found out what it was. That place I, was awful. It was <laughs> awful. I, I almost went on a date there last week with somebody. That's kind of where you're at still right exist. Ironically, yeah, yeah, it still exists. Ironically. I heard they have, it was a Tuesday. They have those ta Taco Tuesdays or something. Yeah. But. It's expensive I, now. I, we used to steal the bread. Not steal, but do you remember those loaves? Do you guys, Did your family do that? 
Yes. We, yeah, right? Is yeah. That we take the, the extra bread. The bread is good. It's like biscuits or something. Mm, and okay. We would take napkins and put them in it and shove it in our bags for the next you day. You did this with your family? Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. We had like plastic bags and everything. We put like the little <laughs> dinosaur uh, chicken nuggets and everything into bags. And I'm just like, damn. Oh, my God. Like, I can't believe we're doing that, yeah. you know? What you said to me that really resonated is you said, oh, I don't deserve this. Yeah. And I feel like when you learn that as a kid or if that's like a neuron thing happening when you're a kid it's hard to like undo that so yeah. do you feel like now that even you know you are a millionaire do you still have moments of that or do you think it took a million dollars for you to be like okay now i deserve it that is a script that still comes up with within my head uh there are times where i'm like oh should i get the guac at chipotle like i don't know <laughs> Dude, it's like 350 like- now is it three fifty? Three seventy five for guac. But that's why I I do vegetarian because I I convince myself I'm like it's better for the planet and also get free guac and I'm like you I don't get need free the guac me- with the veggie bowl. Yeah, it doesn't no come idea. with oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Learn something. Yeah. But he's a millionaire. He doesn't need to think like this. <laughs> <laughs> but continue. Yeah. yeah. When do you? When does it come up for you? Uh, I mean, just like little moments like that. Uh, I think the Chipotle. That's just so like funny, Chipotle. Yeah. It's like, first of all, why are you doing that at Chipotle, bro? You're rich. I love Chipotle. I love Chipotle. Yeah. And we were starting my business, my real estate business with my ex. We both had like no money in the bank account and we would treat ourselves to Chipotle, but we would share the bowl and we would get, um, we would ask for double everything. And of course, like the workers were always fucking annoyed, but we would share that. And that was our like meal for lunch. It was like a $7, 59 cent. At that time, it was cheaper. You don't have to pay for double? Double is free? No, no. Like well, extra, not the meat, not the, not the meat. meat, but the rice. Everything else, I always ask for more yeah, of everything. Yeah, yeah, or I'd yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I want the green and the, you know, the, the, the white sauce so- yeah, with the other yeah, salsa. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was just like always, and we would share that. And that made me so happy. And I still like think about Aww. that even now. Oh my God. Struggle stories. Okay. <laughs> oh continue. no, we, we do You're the same thing. Dude. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Fumi. <laughs> I'm hating on Chipotle. I'm hating on Chipotle. Yeah. You know what's interesting yeah. is like you have this, right? Kind of upbringing your parents are like, you have to work in the office and you have to do better than us. Yeah. Right. But then you become a school teacher, right? Mm. Uh, a career infam- infamous for only making like $30,000 or whatever it is, right? Mm. So like, what did your parents think when you first got that job? And then, you know, how, how did you sort of, what was your journey there? Because you would think that if somebody was sort of like going through that and you are getting the good grades and stuff like that, I would think that that person would be like, I guess I'm going to go do finance so I can make the most money because that is what I'm being taught is I need to have more money, right? Mm. And so like, yeah walk us through about like that decision to go into education sure yeah well you know i had a lot of different career changes when i was in college uh i initially well in high school i was like president of architecture club i was like nerd i like to draw do math so i was like oh maybe i can do it go into architecture i went into architecture went to cal poly uh did that for a year didn't like it went into medical field really yeah i did and i got my bio degree uh but before i you know completed my bio degree i was like oh maybe i should become a doctor and then i didn't like that and i was like oh maybe i should become a dentist i met a friend he was convincing me to become a dentist i was like okay maybe i can do that so i did that path for a good four years three four years and literally the quarter before i was about to graduate uh, I went to Disneyland and I was like, <laughs> where's this going? <laughs> oh, yeah, and now I'm Aladdin. Then, I, don't uh, know. <laughs> I brought the genie bottle. Oh, I got time Aladdin, baby. <laughs> he said I could be 
whatever I wanted. <laughs> I I wanted to yeah I I don't know I don't I didn't know what I was doing with my life. Yeah. I was like maybe I can be an animator because I saw all these people drawing there. Mm-hmm. You know, like they have those little displays of the people yeah. drawing. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I can totally do that, and I really love to draw. So I told my parents uh, literally the quarter before I graduated, I'm going to be a, a Disneyland animator. She's mm. like, what the. Like what? Yeah, yeah. You went to you, school for like you your bio went. degree. You took your OCHEM, your human phys. You took all this stuff, right? I was like, yeah, I really want to become an artist. And I finished my bio degree because I only had a quarter left. I'm like, I just might as well just finish it. Mm-hmm. And then I went over to uh, Mount Sac, got I took some art lessons there. And I was like, oh, I don't think I can do this. So I was just kind of back. I was going back and forth, back and forth. I really didn't know what to do. And then throughout my entire college life, I was tutoring. And that's what was helping me kind of like sustain myself. And I really love teaching. Um, I'm a math nerd, so I really love explaining difficult concepts. I love to draw. I I like to use toys to explain things. So then I said, maybe I can be a teacher. So because I already knew that I loved it. So I got my teaching credentials, my master's degree in education and became a teacher and yeah. And is everything they say about teachers financially true? Like underpaid, like all the, all that stuff, all the um, negative stuff you hear. Yes. In a sense, it, it depends. So my thing is there is a lot of work being a teacher uh, that people, maybe not a lot of people really recognize because uh, especially if the first couple of years being a teacher, because we have to go in very early to grade papers, uh, print out lesson plans, go to parents, teachers, you know, conferences, staff meetings uh, before and after the bell rings. And then even in between, uh, we have like 30 minute lunch, mm. right? And I'm just, I remember, I'm just always like panicking, like, oh my gosh, like kids are gonna like come into my room and ask me questions, right? So <laughs> that was it's <laughs> like- <laughs> I didn't realize how annoying that was. I used to do that all the time, thinking that the teacher would, would like that. Like it. Yes, oh, me too. I but see. Even though, you did too. Even though they're just like trying to get 30 minutes of alone time. Oh my God. I <laughs> wanted to be teacher's pet so bad. It was like they sad. They hated us, yeah. yeah. I always sometimes purposely lock my room. <laughs> just. Oh my just, just so like just so i had my moment of like 20 minutes 30 minutes a piece i know, you know? and then five minutes of that is like me microwaving my food and then like or me washing my hands or like waiting for the microwave or doing something you know so it's like 20 Ooh. minutes really and then i do i remember just like eating and then we had like these blinds mm-hmm. and i would see like little eyes like peer into <laughs> like the little cracks and then they they're like mr chen i see you in there i'm like oh what God. do they want they just they sometimes they just out. want to hang out which is really cute <laughs> like <laughs> so that's adorable which like i totally get and i tell them like oh if you want to hang out that's fine you can come in uh, you guys can hang out in the corner right there, but Mr. Chen's gonna have his little alone time right yeah, now. Yeah, need to yeah, like yeah. recharge a little bit. Bro, just bit, watching right? Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like watching Netflix or no, something. No, you gotta. Yeah. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, like well, I got paid around 50, I think 52K a year. That's high. The but first, I guess it's LA. But I have so. my master's degree yeah. and everything. And um, yeah, I mean, with everything after taxes or whatever, I get, I think I had like 3K paycheck. Oh per month month, something like that you gotta buy your own supplies and stuff too right supplies the school actually provides (laughs) but 
the other stuff like candy i used to get treats for my students or maybe it's like pie day or something i go to mcdonald's grab like a whole <laughs> bunch of apple Yo, pies that's so triggering for you though yeah mcdonald's I, pie is more than a dollar these yeah, days dude that's right damn yeah yeah oh, so nice there's a lot guy. of stuff that or like i get backpacks or like go to walmart they would have the backpacks. notebooks like for 29 yeah. cents um backpacks folders for kids uh, for kids yeah oh i know that sometimes the school would provide stuff but sometimes they don't so i would just go out of my way i would just get some for them um but it's kind of hard like i don't want to go through the paperwork to get reimbursed and everything so i'm like oh, whatever i'll just shell it out myself and just did like give it to them you did know? you feel like um you weren't making enough money at that time oh yeah definitely. you were financially frustrated I was very frustrated. Mm. Yeah. I was really sad. The first couple of, I was like, I got, I thought, oh, I got my master's and everything, but I, I don't know. I just, it didn't click for me until I was in the game and I was teaching and I got my paychecks. I was like, oh, I get paid very little and I don't get paid in the summer months mm. the, for yeah. June and July, right? I only get paid 10 months. Yeah, that's when I just, I think it just really dawned on me. Like I gotta do something else. Wait, so were no you way. investing during that time? Were you investing your money? I was all? investing. I had a 403B. It's like a 401k, okay. right? And uh, my dad told me to open a, an IRA. So I did that. I didn't know what, what I was doing. Uh, for a good like period of time, I just like left my money in there. And just I didn't know I <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to like buy stuff. Yeah. I was I like, what? you know what? Uh, a lot of people yeah. don't know. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, I put money in. Like, that, that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, why don't they teach that at school? Like, we need more financial literacy at school from, because since we're kids. I think it's, um, it's bad for America. Like, it's good for us, but I think it's like, this is like a conspiracy thing. But I feel like if you teach kids the real stuff, then it's bad for corporations because then they can't take advantage of us. That's, well, that's my conspiracy. Uh, really, I thought that it would be better for the economy if there was more money. Because if being... people actually know what they're doing with their money, making smart decisions, right? Like uh, capitalism is basically ex exploitation of dumb uh, people or whatever. Not dumb people, but just people who don't know. And so, I don't know. This is getting all Joe uh, rogan But that's, I don't know. What, what are your I thoughts about that? I see. No, yeah, I, I agree. To yeah. a point. To yeah, a, to a point know. where yeah. you gotta, these companies got to leverage people. And yeah. the less they know, the better. Right. Because right? if they go, oh, shoot, like, I can actually not have to work for you. I can do this by myself and save taxes here. Then why am I using my skills for this? I can use my same exact skills for something else, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, and do also, like, just teaching uh i it was so hard for me to teach finances because it's not part of the curriculum mm -hmm. right uh we had this schedule that we every teacher has to stick to there are these state tests that we usually give out in march mm -hmm. and these state tests determine how well our school performs uh how how good our teachers are right if we get funding or not mm. so it's a lot of it's a lot of pressure for us and I know like people say, oh yeah, like yeah, we're not teaching to the test or anything, but you kind of inadvertently do that. You start doing that because once the test arrives, like all the teachers start to kind of like freak out a little bit. That's, like, that's how you're evaluating. Yeah, it. right. Yeah. Like, and, and I get it. There is no perfect solution because they need data to see how it is that we're improving. Mm. Right? right like are these kids really learning like how do we measure that and it's through test scores right right right, right. Yeah. Mm. aside from teaching at public school 
I had a lot of different like psychics too, uh, just, you know, doing random stuff. I was tutoring. Uh, for the majority of my teaching career, I was tutoring, driving to kids' houses, Starbucks, libraries. For extra money. For extra money. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. you learned good work ethic from your mom, it seems like, or have yeah. juggling multiple jobs, mm -hmm. those types of things. Yeah. Um, definitely. So I think just seeing my mom, she was, yeah, I, yeah, definitely my work ethic came from my parents. After school, I get off at, the bell would ring around like 2.20, 2.30-ish. I would kind of do my thing, staff meeting, whatever, come back home at like four, and then I would tutor until like eight, something like wow. that, oh 8.30. I had no life. So you're a school teacher, right? But now you're a self-made millionaire. How did you get there? And what are you doing now that is netting you a million dollars? So when I was teaching, I kind of calculated my unit rate of time. Like, okay, how much money am I really making per hour? I think it came down to like, 20 25 dollars or 30 dollars or something like that oh per hour right and i was like okay and then i was thinking i'm tutoring right now i'm making like 50 dollars per student 100 dollars per student per hour why am i teaching at public school now mm -hmm. right and it was just you know like i started to kind of start comparing things and i was thinking i'm at school it's very stressful there were a lot of things I need to do with parent-teacher conferences. I can't choose who I teach. Right? I have to get every student that gets on the roster, right, no matter what. Uh, but with with business, with me tutoring, I get to choose who my clients are. I can charge whatever it is that I feel comfortable with. I can choose my time. So that light bulb really clicked for me during uh, my 20s. Mm -hmm. And I, when I was teaching, I was doing a lot of one-on-ones because that's what I thought I saw other people doing, you know, $20 an hour. And then I was, at first I was charging around 15, $20 an hour. And then something occurred to me. I'm like, what if I charge 25? What would that happen? Mm -hmm. Like how would, mm -hmm. what would people, how would people react? And then I started charging, asking for 25. No one said no. And I was like, Oh, how about 35? How about like 50? And then people were just like, yeah, that's no problem. That's no problem. So I was thinking, Oh, maybe I'm undervaluing myself. Mm. So I was determining, I was kind of like McDonald's philosophy, yeah, man. Right? Like I'll just keep asking until someone says no. Right. And if they say no, it's not the end of the world. I still have my other clients. Right. So I started doing that. I was charging 70, a hundred dollars an hour. Are you allowed to do that with public school students? Like you're taking, you're, you're taking them as your clients after school for private tutoring. I can't teach. I couldn't teach my own students. Okay. Yeah. So, if I were teaching, yeah, anyone else that was hey, well, okay. God, God. I used That's to right. do that in um, in elementary school. I remember having other teachers be my tutors at at home. Uh, different teachers? Yeah, different teachers, not my... Yeah, mm, different teachers yeah. would be yeah. my tutor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At, um, yeah. yeah, I, I wonder... I, I had tutors too. I wonder how much they made. I don't really know. I think it was like... I think that my mom was charging them like $30, 25 to 30 at that time yeah, for yeah. elementary school. It's not bad. But, That's back in, you know, it's 30 minutes an hour a session. Yeah. How many, how many students can really do after school every day after you're already so tired? You know, three, maybe. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh -huh. So you were private tutoring. Private tutoring. You got a little bit more money. Yeah. Okay. A little bit more money now. And I then started thinking about all these other businesses. I was just kind of observing like, oh, how is it that other people are making all this money? Right. And then I saw that there were like coaches online or like fitness coaches or whatever. They were teaching more than one student 
at the same time. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I could do that too. Mm. So then I started asking my students if they could maybe bring a friend. And instead of charging $100 an hour, I would say, hey, you know what? I'll charge you only $70 an hour now. And now I would get $140 because $70 plus $70 is $140. And now they get a lower, uh, a better deal for mm-hmm. themselves. So mm-hmm. it's like a win-win situation. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. This is kind of fun for me. And then I started to scale even more. How about three students? You know, five students. And then I got to a point where the library couldn't fit that many students. Yeah, you like right? rent out a space It's kind of weird, yeah. right? Uh, I can't do it in someone's, like, one of my, you know, like, my students, like, family room. Or I can't do it at the party. It's too many kids, right? So I said, hey, you know, what if I invited students over to my place and have them come to me rather than me go to them? Mm-hmm. So I started teaching in our living room, in one of our rooms. Um and yeah and then we got to a, i got to a place where all these referrals were coming in people all these students really wanted me to teach them my my schedule got super packed so now my demand was super high but my supply was super low which meant like i could charge even more and i was like okay what's my next ceiling the number You're still of teaching students. at this point. I'm not teaching anymore. I'm not teaching anymore. Yeah, okay, just, I was going to say, that like sounds things crazy. things that I learned. Okay. Um, in, yeah, and so I moved everything to online. Okay. I was teaching online, so now I don't have that physical space right. as my uh, my limiting variable. This is math. Right. You're teaching so math. So teaching math, okay. right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it was just through all of that, just that progression, and I was like, why am I still teaching in school? I can just teach for myself instead of teaching 40 students at once every period or like you know what is it 40 times uh five 200 students every year i can just limit to my limit my client base to just you know maybe 30 students 40 students on my teaching schedule Mm. right and i use everything that i learned there Mm. and i push that built call to leap from that yeah. And, and cult to leap is like you're not you're, you're no longer teaching like calculus now. No. You're, yeah. it's, it's all financial education. That's but right. Similar mm-hmm. model, just different. Content, That's right. Different, different topics. topics. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's interesting. That's amazing, man. Yeah. We have so many financial questions for you, and I can't wait to get to. Yeah, it. we're gonna we're gonna get to it right cool. now. We actually um, have a segment called Masterclass with Steve. <laughs> yeah. Where we just we can't really afford to take your class because Steph and I are struggling uh, comedians and and whatnot. We're also cheap. Oh, let's be those. real. Yeah. Like we we're want free advice. Yeah, I freaked out on Chipotle. 350, dude. I can't be paying for his class right now. Uh, <laughs> this is why we have you here, actually. <laughs> so you can have some yeah, free just So we can just ask you personal questions uh, about our situation. Well, you'll be helping some of our cash cuties. Yeah. Too. We actually get a lot of questions from our fans being like, can you actually get someone smart on? Because we're sick of hearing from your dumbass yeah. guests. So, uh, yeah. Oh. Do you want to ask him some yeah, stuff? Yeah. Um, go ahead. If you had an extra 50K on you right now, what would you invest it in? So for the general population, I would say have a high yield savings account, right? I think right now, uh, high yield savings accounts give more than 4%. So for those of you who don't know what a high yield savings account is, basically it's a regular savings account, but instead of getting 0.01% interest on the money that we leave in, uh, like Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, they give 0.01%. Mm-hmm. We can now get four, 4.5, 5%. So what that really means is for every $100 that you put into your bank, we get like one penny back from like Chase, mm-hmm. right? But then with these high yield savings accounts, we get four, $5 back, which can add up. It's pretty crazy. So I would burgers. say- 
Put in three to six months. Oh, what would you say? I said that's like five burgers. burgers. Yeah, five burgers. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, like it's free money. <laughs> Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to one hundred dollars per day, or up to seven hundred fifty dollars per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to a hundred dollars a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Hey, remember when you said you were gonna get me that gift from Japan last week? Whatever happened to that? Oh yeah, I kind of ran out of funds, but I'm gonna use Earnin to get you that last-minute gift because you're a loved one. Yay! Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Cuties under Podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. Cuties under Podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So that it is okay, but it's crazy because a lot of people don't know about high yield savings yeah. accounts. They were like really confused on what it is. We really I, thought you were. So yesterday we were like, she was like, oh, he's gonna say high yield savings. I, I knew you were gonna oh, say high yield. Yeah. I thought I thought you were gonna say like VT Sachs or like ETF. Oh or yeah, yeah. So what's yeah. the that's second thing? Okay, that, yeah. that's the next. Because yeah. because fifty k is a lot of money. So I'm like, ah, that's a lot of money to just be sit. Because I I have at one point had that much sitting in my high yield, and it's like it is. It does add up, but we're talking like couple hundred bucks a month you yeah know? so yeah. O- over a course of a year maybe three thousand which is cool yeah, yeah. you know what? but 50k is a lot of money like you yeah. could be putting it to more work so i thought you would suggest like i don't know spy or like so- something, something like yeah. that well, yeah. like, which i, I more, do yeah more aggressive like what would you say for if you want to take a more aggressive mm, uh, more strategy aggressive so after the emergency fund three to six months yeah. is funded right i want to make sure that everyone's safe here okay yeah. we're all safe, all right. we're all safe. So, so then yeah i would say open up some sort of roth ira some sort of taxable brokerage account start investing and for beginners I would not recommend investing in individual stocks or anything. I would say just keep it simple. SPY, VOO, IVV, some sort of index fund or ETF that tracks the S&P 500. Mm. So when you buy one share, it just really just you're buying all the top 500 companies. Yeah, in the well, States. Okay, we did that. Yeah, when you first got into investing, you straight up went to Nokia and GameStop. I've lost like a few grand on Nokia. On the and I, you stocks. know what? I haven't I haven't taken it out. It's still I know. there you dying. Me, you should just sell it and put it on something else. Should I do that? I get, yes, because like, it's just good. It's, it's never going to go back. Make, I would Nokia's say sell gonna... it. Yeah, just take your loss and just take write it off the 3K per year. Right? Yeah. You, oh, oh, when you sell it, you can write off your loss and your taxes. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but when I sell it, can I actually, I have to like put it into something else in you my account, have right? You to. When you do it Because if not, I get taxed if I pull out the money. No, no, no it, because you lost money, so you're not going to get taxed. Oh. Once you sell it, it's going to be a taxable event. Yeah. So, and it's okay. You can write off up to 3000 If you have more than $3,000 worth of losses, you can just carry it over for the yeah. next couple of years. You lost money, so it's good. Yeah. It's well, it's good, good for taxes. <laughs> 
It's because it if, you, if you make three thousand, you have to pay taxes on the capital gains of three thousand. But you yeah. lost three thousand, so I don't know what that really means financially. But yeah, okay. <laughs> I have a question for you. Mm. What is the number one financial mistake you see among your clients, millennials and Gen Z? If there's a difference, millennials versus Gen Z. I, I don't know if there's a difference, but what is the number one mistake you see when you have like one-on-one coaching and people are like, "Tell me what to do financially." Mm. Um. I would say buying these meme stocks. <laughs> Sorry, Steffi. <laughs> buying these companies. <laughs> so, so, so you think an overwhelming amount of people do come to you with like a GameStop, like crypto? I get a lot of these questions. They were like, oh, what do you think of GameStop? Or before, a couple, you know, like yeah. a year or two years ago yeah. before when it was all in hype. Yeah. They would be like, oh, I'm going to put in 3K into GameStop. I'm like, why are you doing that to yourself? Yeah. Like, don't do that. And they're like, oh, but it's going up. They don't really understand the how the stock market works, right? They kind of just go with whatever the news, whatever the hype is at that moment. So I say, hey, whatever, if Uncle Bob says at the dining table and you know, to invest in this one particular asset or whatever, and this person never invests, mm. like that should be like a little danger okay. red flag yeah, you got there. It from wreck or right. <laughs> you got it from a Korean rapper, dude. Stop taking advice from a- it's, I got it from Reddit, okay? <laughs> I was obsessed with Wall Street the Reddit. Right? What's the saying? It's like if you heard it in the news, it's supposed to rhyme, but it's something like if you heard it in the news, it's too late or something. Like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's like some, yeah, some buy the fear, sell the news, whatever. Yeah, sell yeah. the news. Uh, right, 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 right. Buy the rumor, yeah. sell the news. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Is there anything, any other sort of, um, outside of that, those two things, what's like a even more aggressive way to like make your money within a year, but you might lose it, potentially lose it. What's like and a more aggressive way to uh, invest that 50 K invest that 50 K. Yeah. Not See, roulette. I am, okay, so I like roulette. When I say again, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna start with the emergency fund first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then like live the life on the edge. We're going. We we're going to invest B's. in something where we are diversified in S and P five hundred funds that have generally, annually, on average, given seven to ten percent annual returns. Then the next step of degree of risk would be to invest in individual companies. But mm. with that, because with individual companies, there's going to be more upside potential, right? Mm -hmm. You're not investing in this amalgam of mm -hmm. 500 companies, right? Where, yeah, you're just so spread out. Now you can invest in companies that, like Microsoft or maybe okay. uh, Amazon.com or Alphabet Google. These are kind of the companies that may grow 20%, 30% on an annual basis, right? Not every year, right? They can also drop 20%, 30%, sure. right? There's going yeah. to be more volatility. So I would say you can go into more of these individual companies, but stick to components that are still in the S&P 500. Microsoft, Amazon.com, Alphabet, Google, okay. whatever people are comfortable with. These are still companies in the S&P 500. Institutions with billions of dollars they are, they are obligated to put their money into these companies. Mm -hmm. They are obligated to put it in. So this means that if they put their money in, it's really hard for them to take it out uh, because they are, they are investing for their clients, right? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the year, they need to show their clients how much money they've made. So mm -hmm. they have this like fiduciary, they have this obligation of sharing them sharing with them what it is that they're investing in, right? How much money, what percentage uh, yield that they've been getting. So 
these are the companies that are usually relatively on the safer side, mm. right? Yeah. yeah. I, I like what you're smart. saying. I don't know if you heard this yeah. part. This is the key part. Like when you say aggressive approach, you take that 50K and it's not like you put it on that. But I like this thing of like, okay, take 30%, put it in a high yield. Take the other 30%, put it in an ETF. And then whatever you feel comfortable with aggressive, whatever you mean by that, take that and then invest. So it's not like you should never just take that 50K and just like put it into a company or whatever. That's correct. Right? It, it's just really a percentage of a how much you want. I'm yeah. trying to make this really yeah. clear and but that's very really... forward as possible for our viewers because I don't want them to mishear me and say, oh, he says to invest in this one company, Microsoft. Facebook. I'm yeah, just going to yeah. put everything. I'm like, no. Yeah. Emergency right. fund. There is building steps. Building first, steps. Right? I, I never really thought of it like that. Yeah. Building yeah. steps. And I like think that. people go the opposite way instead. They go from the top down rather than from the bottom up. Mm. Okay. Do you have um a f do you believe in financial advisors? Because Fumi has one. Yeah. What and do you think about financial I, advisors? Yeah. And I, I just I, got one last year because I was just like, I can't like think about this. I know it's so easy to put it in one thing, but like, I don't even know how to like do it. And like, so I just ha I just got a guy, and I've been looking at how much money he's been taking, and he's taking about two k a year. Maybe I don't have like a ton of money in there because I still have my own because I didn't trust. I, he wanted me to put everything in there, but it's like he takes a percentage of like the assets under management. And I was like, I don't feel like paying you that much money. So I still have some stuff that I do on my own. But like, what's your general take on financial advisors? Gotcha. Are you paying a percentage or yeah, a percentage, percentage. A percentage. Yeah. What percent is this? I think it's 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5. Sounds like so much. The more you invest, the less he takes. I see. Well, the, the small the percentage, but. That's around my threshold, around 0.5. I, I personally, personal, I personally personal, don't personal. really like financial advisors where they kind of tell you what to invest because what is it that he's really doing? Is he investing, taking your money and investing? He's in investing assets? it on behalf of me. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But he's not doing like stocks. And stuff. He's like mainly ETFs. But okay. to your point, like I guess I could just take everything and put it in SPY and don't look at it, and yeah. it'll probably be fine. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend just read some book and she was like, you got to put it in this thing called the VT Sachs. You just put it in there and you don't have to look at it for 30 years. But like, I was like, okay, let me like open one up. But I'm like, okay, now I got to like roll my, I have an account with principal for my other job and I got to roll that over. And then like, even when I go, they have to like buy it and each thing is like $30,000 or something like that. It's like a 3,000 or 30,000. And so I'm like, I don't like that. That's time, right? To your point, that's time. That's right. And so I always think about is that time to me worth $2,000 a year? Maybe because I just want to go do comedy and write and do other things. Yeah. And so for me right now, because I'm not, if it was taking like tens of thousands of dollars, maybe I'd think twice about it. But right now, 2K seems okay to me, but I'm making about two, 3,000 a year. So he's just kind of taking what I'm making. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. I yeah. see. I think, yeah, I think if it's for you, if you want to give it to someone else to do, sure. But at the same time, my thing is like, they're doing the same exact thing that a lot of these retail investors are doing too. Just investing in VOO mm -hmm, or SPY mm -hmm. or, you know, VTSAX or VTI, whatever it is. So it's just something that you might have to remind yourself to do right right, right, right like right. every month like oh hey beginning of the month i already set up my recurring deposits of 541 dollars into my roth ira i just need to remember to buy one or two shares of this one etf right 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 and if we can if people can do that for 12 months 
uh, just spend like maybe five minutes, 10 minutes in the beginning of every month, then that's like $2,000 saved. Right. right? But right. for some people, they might say, hey, I don't want to look at it. That's fine. But I will say that if it's on a percentage basis, if it's like 0.5, one, one percent is like really danger zone for me. He was going to do one. And I said, no, no, I said, don't, no. don't do one. Because yeah. one is like, okay, you ready? If he takes one. This means mathematically, if you're investing for the next 30, 40 years, you could be paying up to 30 to $100,000 of <sighs> expenses, of management fees. Good thing I didn't take his advice. He's what? just a comedian. You should just get a just get a financial advisor. Well, I thought that he could help you set shit up. I might fire mine in the future. I, I don't know, to your point, I don't know if this is somebody, somebody I'm going to have forever. Yeah. I just, it was nice that he set it up. And to your point, like when I do my taxes, my accountant's like, okay, you can put 40K in this account, put 40K in this account, and then you can save this much. He doesn't tell me, my accountant doesn't tell me what to invest in, but he'll be like, you can put 40K in this thing or whatever. Yeah. You know, so then that's when I do the thing of like just buying a 40K worth of SPY and not look at it again. I could, yeah. I could just do that. But yeah, no, you're right. I should probably fire my guy. You're right. You're right. I should probably fire my guy. <laughs> I don't know what to do. But it's yeah, up to you. I don't want to tell you what to do. Just, but, yeah, but I also hate firing people. With. So that's a whole other thing. You know, I can't. I don't mind losing $30,000, Yeah, like I, I'm really bad at breakups. So that's like tough. But yeah. Um, you got any other financial questions? Yeah. Um, what's the best way to save money? Have some sort of budgeting app. Right. Being very aware of like what it is that's going in and going out. I think a lot of people, they don't really know. Mm. They just kind of put on autopilot. Oh, and, yeah. Right. They don't really look at their expenses. So I would say first, it's the awareness that's very important. So getting a budgeting app there, I mean, there's so many out there. There's free mints, YNAB, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And just kind of seeing how much money is coming in and how much money is going out. And there are a lot of apps out there that will automatically set up recurring deposits into like these buckets mm -hmm. for savings. And I think automating things is the best way to go. I need to do that. It makes it less painful. Automating, because if you don't see saving. it, right? Saving. Like it just goes in and it's like, oh, it, hurt, it hurts less. Right? Pain point. Can you do that on Mint? Just automatically put money. No, Mint is only to like look at the data. So you have to, to do see all your accounts. Yeah. All so where, what do I use? You have to, to go to your bank of america account just pull them let it pull it out yeah you do, do auto there's auto like thing. a lot of apps where like al i think ally oh wealthfront i sent you a code bro 5.3 percent dude you sent me a code because you want your freaking 200 dollars for you don't get 200 dollars. You, you get a how much do you get no you get a 5.3 percent on your savings on mine but then you get something i get 5.3 percent for six months if you sign up too there's no I don't get a 0.5% boost. Yeah, but why don't you want to do that? No, I'm just kidding. I dude, okay, my problem is I have like many different like I have like Robinhood, I have the you know, I have two other accounts. Like I it's just everywhere and that mm. confuses me. But don't me. you use Mint cuz I have a lot of accounts too, but Mint just summarizes it for me. So I know It does. Yeah. So should I have a fourth? Like it doesn't it get too I literally have like so many random accounts. Well, <laughs> you can have the buckets within the savings account yeah yeah like that app specifically so like with ally they have like little savings buckets so it'll automatically put it in how much do you think i should be putting in the general <laughs> rule the general rule is 20 percent in the beginning 20 percent of your paycheck after taxes 
Yeah. 20% into savings and investing. Can you do that? But remember, fill up that three to six month emergency fund bucket first I in got high that. yield savings. And then whatever is left over, then you got to really make your cash work for you, right? Okay. Investing it into the S&P 500. Yeah. Where, so I'm confused. Okay. This is my part where I get confused is like, can I now take things out of my savings? Okay. Say that I have three to six months in my regular account, right? My checking account. That's bad though already. What do you mean it's bad? You shouldn't have that much cash in your checking. I have more than that in that account because I don't Just understand. Move it. Just move well, it. this is what I'm worried about is the tax stuff. I don't understand the tax stuff. So like I have more than this three to six months and I'm worried that if I put it into like a savings account, like I into ally, the rest of it, can I, can I pull it out without being taxed? Like, I don't understand how taxed. That... It's your money. There's no tax. Oh, you, savings you, is, you don't any... get tax. Is savings it... accounds are just regular savings accounts. It's no. just You're not yeah. buying anything. It's only the stuff when I buy the um, S&P stuff. That's when I, when I sell. I'm I taxed. see. So that's, this is a really good question. Um, so the interest that you make is going to be taxed. Any income that you make is going to be a taxable right. thing. So if you get $500 from your high yield savings account a month or $3,000 for the year, whatever it is, that money is going to be taxed. Even if I don't pull it out, it'll be taxed. Even if you okay. don't. Yeah, right. but well, the, the money is going to trickle in automatically into your account. Okay. So it's like, cha-ching, you got a paycheck. Right. Yeah. But, not, but not the original money you have. So you're not, you're not, you're never losing money. You're okay. never, you you're cannot never lose money. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. With okay. the S&P, like when you're investing mm -hmm. in S&P 500 funds or whatever, I think what you mean is if you were to invest in it and then you sell it for a capital gain, then yes, the difference that you get from buying it to selling it, that amount is going to be taxed. So if you buy one share for $10 and it grows to $12 and you sell it, then you get that $2 capital gain. That $2 is going to be taxed. Right. Even if I keep it in that, like if I use like Robinhood, even if I keep it in there, I'm still being taxed. Okay. So when, if, if you, you click, sell if you it, click sell, yes, uh, that's right. If you sell it, it's a taxable event. However, I think you might be talking about unrealized gains. So if you buy something for $10 and it goes up to $12 and you don't sell it, yeah. you don't have to pay any taxes. Okay. And if it goes up to $20, you don't sell it. You don't have to pay any taxes. It's when you sell it right. and you make a realized gain, mm -hmm. then you it's a taxable event. Then you have to even pay crypto? taxes. Even with, even <laughs> with crypto. Yeah. Why do you well, make me seem like I'm yeah. dumb? Yeah. Yeah. I'm no, 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 no. It's just like no, this is a, this is a very good crypto. question. I, a funny. lot of people, a lot of, yeah. Yes, no. Uh, Sorry, I don't have a fucking financial advisor. No, I'm just, I do pay like thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars? Which is funny, you keep still act. I, I think it's funny you haven't given up on crypto. I've been trying to get you to give up on crypto for like eight months, but I've you lost. Still can't. Okay, just I've, sell it. Okay, I've lost just so much money on doing my own investments. Uh, what I mean, investments is any stock stuff right. other than my Roth and like right because you're so, you're not buying Facebook. You should have just bought Facebook, but you're buying like weird. I shit. have Starbucks. Yeah, that's fine. Do you have S and P five hundred funds? No, just in general. She does not. I don't. No, I looked at it. You only, you literally only had crypto, Nokia, GameStop. No, no, that's only in my Robinhood. Robinhood. But then in my other stuff. Oh, I don't know about the other stuff. I don't know either. I yeah. don't know. Well, okay, <laughs> because with my Roth IRA, that's where I've been buying the S and P stuff. Okay. But I bought both mutual funds, and I bought ETFs. Very confusing. Like, why okay. do I have? 
is that okay? Like, can I have many different types under my Roth IRA? Like, just by it doesn't you, matter what what yes, it is, right? Yeah, you can have a lot of different mutual funds and ETFs, mm-hmm. and that's totally fine. But a lot of these funds, they all pretty much do they do the same thing. Mm. It's just that all these different brokerages they have or institutions they have their own basket of stocks and ETF that mm-hmm. they sell. Mm. So it's there. It's like Honda selling their Accord or. Toyota selling their Camry. It's all the same, like IVV, VOO, SPY. There are certain differences in expense ratios and ratios of yeah, allocation. Yeah, it is how they vary right? in price they just a little vary bit. A li- yeah. And they vary in price just a little bit, but they essentially do, if you look at the track history, the track record of how well they performed over the last one, five, 10, 20, 30 years, it's very, very similar. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. But I would say that it's... For me, I would consolidate all of them into the same asset. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Because the reason is because... Wait, what do you mean by that? Okay. So if you have one share of IVV, one share of VOO, one share of SPY, there's redundancies right now. So I would just put everything into just one. <gasps> Why? <laughs> because of redundancy? Because... Oh, I don't want to get too advanced. It's because of... <laughs> oh, shit, we're too dumb. <laughs> no, this no. is an important part. We I can't know, understand we can't it. Right. You can't understand it because we're too fucking dumb. No, no, okay, no, go it's, ahead. It's because you can sell covered calls against your shares later on. Me. Wait, hold on. He lost me. Shh, now okay. you're overthinking it. Listen to his mouth. Okay, okay go <laughs> ahead. Keep talking. Okay, so, Watch his mouth okay, and I'll, I'll listen. Once you accumulate 100 shares of a particular underlying asset... It allows you to sell options against your shares, against the assets that you have. Okay. And that opens up a whole bunch of doors for you to generate income in the stock market. Oh. This is these are strategies that every institution does. Every <laughs> these Call are the options. these finance op- okay. these finance okay. advisors and yeah. hedge fund managers, mutual fund managers, do they sell cover calls? You bet they do. <gasps> okay, this is huge because I have a lot of shares of different ETFs that okay. are all kind of the same. Me and I, I was doing that because I felt uncomfortable putting it into one, even though it's the same It's the same thing. But now I'm going to sell that shit and I'm going to consolidate and yeah. then I'm going to look up what options mean later. But, but I, I don't understand covered call options and I know that you teach it at your school. Yeah, yeah. Um, do we have time to get into I mean... This is so much. The this minute so he much, started dude. talking about options and he started yeah, saying I, mean, stuff, I don't know if this is an option kind this of podcast. Like, this is, is this so an option-y like kind my of... head is going to burst this right now. This is like Wolf of Wall Street territory. I'm at it's, 20. It's really easy. I promise. Okay. It's, if, if, I don't know if the followers. It, does it happen viewers, automatically if you have to do it yourself? You have to do it. So once you hit 100 shares. So once you have 100 shares. Dude, I'm going to hit that. Okay. Once you hit 100 shares <laughs> and it's very. Okay. So here. I'm going to hit that hard, baby. After this pod, it's going hard. That's so hard. Okay. Go ahead. So. So the the 100 share thing, if you, as long as you're contributing, you know, you know, into your Roth and you're buying one, two shares, and then these ETFs, they most likely will have some sort of like stock share split later mm-hmm. on. So you'll even you'll have even more, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, Which will mm-hmm. give you more options. So once you have 100 shares, the beauty of it is you can now sell these rights against your shares to sell your shares to another person. Mm-hmm. For a certain price that you choose, it's called the strike price, and then in return you get paid a premium. Yes. Is this foolproof? Yes. Is this foolproof, or can you get mess? Can you get screwed over for this? Um. Well, it is a long-term holding strategy. So if you already have the shares already, right, and you're getting dividends on a quarterly basis, you can sell these rights against your shares anyway by choosing these specific strike prices. I don't want to get 
too mm -hmm. deep into it. But then you can collect these premiums because you already have the 100 shares. Mm. And this is a really great strategy, especially when the stock market doesn't really go anywhere, which happens a lot, actually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? There is a lot of times where the stock market might have some sort of uncertainty in the news or whatever, and then we might start trading sideways. And what a lot of these hedge fund managers, mutual fund managers do is they start to sell these call option contracts, cover call contracts against the shares, the millions and billions of shares that they have to just collect money. It's like a second dividend. <sighs> So you you're like doing that. all this stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is how you've gotten rich, is, and we are sitting here paying stuff. other. Yeah. Okay. No, I promise you, okay. it's not that hard. It's really, really not that hard. This is huge for me. I swear. Oh my god. I'll give okay. you guys. I'll give you a. I'll give you a pass and everything later after <gasps> we have this podcast. Learn it. You'll be like, oh shoot, <laughs> we did it. We, we did it. <laughs> Podcast over. Like, we're done. Oh. We don't have to steal, have to steal Brandon Sizzlers anymore, baby. <laughs> the finances of Call to Leap by Cash Cuties Consulting. LLC. Very professional. Okay, you do it. Overview. In the past three months, Steve spent $24,000 on his credit cards. Now, you give us two credit cards. I know uh -huh. you split this with your wife. Yeah. But 24 is that that might be our record, maybe? Mm, really? Was, I don't think was so. Kat, was Cat higher? But remember, this is again people, amongst two people. Two people you're right, you're and right. also, he's a millionaire. He's a millionaire. Okay, so <laughs> let's, let's look at your categories. This is just the overview. You spent the most on food and drink, about $9,000, $9,200. Uh, shopping, $5,300. Health and wellness, $1,600. Professional services, about $1,300. Ads, which I thought was interesting, we'll talk about later, about eleven hundred. Utilities, about a thousand. Groceries, about a thousand. Which I thought was very low. That's extremely low for two people, three months. No one's cooking at home. No one's cooking at home, and we got to do something about that. Uh, entertainment, seven hundred ninety-four. Car expenses, four hundred thirty-two. Gym, four hundred eight. Pet stuff, four hundred four. AI, three forty. Wow. Uh, there's some stuff I didn't understand, so I put unknown under category. Uh, gas and fuel, two thirty. Even though you have a Tesla, so I don't know what that means. Uh, education, one ninety four. <laughs> Ride share, one thirty. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Um, dry cleaning, fifty bucks. Parking, forty nine. Subscriptions, thirty. How do you feel about this right now? Um, yeah, I'm. I'm not too surprised. Mm. Okay. okay, so here's the here's the thing. I'm not trying to make any excuses here. My well, so it turns out that this year was the year where our cousins decided to come visit us mm. all separately. Oh, so okay, I had okay, a cousin okay. come over in what was it? February, something like that. February, right. Or March. And then we, so they wanted to come and I said, that's awesome. You guys can visit us in the States. And I was like, oh, can you guys all come together? And they're like, no, we have to come. We're going to come di at different times. Okay. So like, oh, shoot. So then when they came, we mm. had to do the whole entire LA tour. Gotcha, and gotcha. Right. Howlin' Rays, Disneyland. That's why you probably saw a lot of Disneyland, Disneyland on there. Stuff, There's yeah. a lot of Disneyland okay. stuff. I forget okay. how right. expensive it is to be a host. Have you become the rich cousin who's like, they're like, oh, the American rich cousin. We got to oh, go. Are they like, from Taiwan? Taiwan. Yeah, all three yeah. of them were Okay, from so yeah, you, they're, they're thinking they're, that. You I, I think about out. that when I, because I grew up going to Brazil and I would stay at my aunt's house, but I loved going to my rich aunt's house because yeah, she had yeah. like everything and we would always get the best food. She had a pool, but I forget how much money they probably spent oh, yeah. on me and my sister. Absolutely. And then we're going to get into these exact, exact expenses. Moving on. Steve accounts for about 45% of the total credit cards. Did you know this? Oh. Your wife spent about 39 percent 
you're about 45% and it was about 15% unknown. That's so a dog. Spe- doing the dog the has a credit card. Yeah. The dog? <laughs> that's, Wait, it was that's a cousin. The I don't know. Oh yeah, next slide. Steve may have his finances in order, but we found some of his spending habits are out of control. <laughs> out of control, that warning. Yeah, that was an AI image. I see, you got it. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Steve spent over $3,500 on ice cream. LOL. <laughs> what is going on, Bro, my guy? $3,500? What is going on? $3,500 There was one charge from Wonderlust for like $3,000. What is There's going no on? There's no way you're spending three thousand. Was that a party? No, no, no. That is uh, <laughs> no. That's not ice cream. Are you guys swimming that's, in ice cream? No, that's Candace's. Uh, she's going on a trip. It's called Wanderlust. It just. <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> no, I had the same reaction too. I, I, yeah, that's why, I, that's why I asked her too. I was like, "What is this Swimmy. like ice cream like?" No, but it was, it's called Wanderlust. It's, I yeah. know, but it's embarrassing. Well, okay. That you just but, fucking show, put but, ice cream and her can fucking I say, health, uh, holistic trip. Can I say? What? Minus 3,000, that's still embarrassing. Five, a 600, that means 200 cream? a month on ice cream. That's, that's a, a crate. Lot. That's, that's a lot of that's money. That's a lot. That's, that's a only lot. ice cream. That, we're not even considering boba and we all got, the other desserts. Dude, you have a dessert problem, Y'all dog. have an addiction to desserts. Yes, dude. Okay, bro, you got donuts <laughs> six times this month. Are you okay? So ice cream, <laughs> right? Boba. Miscellaneous desserts, donuts, acai bowl, cookies. Who are you, dude? Boba Wait, eleven what? times, ice cream eight times, dessert three times, donuts six times. You're a sugar monster. You're a sugar monster, dude. You we, know about this? Yeah, we do love boba. I love boba. So, but like donuts, but the, donuts? the donuts, ice cream, they, dude. Okay, Is it because so, they're cheap? So because they don't have Krispy Kreme in Taiwan. And then every oh. time my my oh, cousins, cousins. Come, I'm like, oh, they were like, oh, I want to do Krispy Kreme, but we can't just buy one. Right. We got to buy like a couple dozen. And gotcha. the day before they leave, we usually will buy a whole bunch, mm. vacuum seal it, and it, it oh, try not you to like smush it. How do you vacuum seal? Put it into Ziploc. How do you make them puffy again? I think they turned out okay when they when I asked Eric. Right? Bro, you're yeah. doing some like yeah. underground donut dealing shit, man. This is. Cr- I I really wanted this to just be you and your wife and be like, yeah, yeah. we just really have a problem with sweets, and that's just who we are. But it's it's, but, it's uh, great. It's very cute. Okay, so I also want to say that usually when we go out for dinners and stuff like that, I am the one who has to. I am the one who pays. I am. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mm-hmm. kind of say, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll cover everyone. So every time we go out, it's not just me and Candace. It's like a party of six, a party of seven. Gotcha. So Generous do you feel guy. weird about that? Do you want to ask them? For- I I don't mind. I feel, yeah. We had we have this conversation a lot with my with my wife, um, where Candace is like, "Oh, you're paying a lot for you know for everyone," but. I don't know. I feel like yeah. it gives, kind of fills out my sense of purpose. Like, like I, I like to give. Uh, yeah, Your I mean, purpose I just, is to get Taiwanese kids crispy donuts. I mean, I loved my the yeah. aunt that spends the most money. Yeah. What are you gonna yeah. do no, at the course. end? From the kids' point of view, you're like an amazing. Amazing. I don't know. I'd be funny if your cousins were your age, by the way. They, 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 they are. are. They are. They're, they're, they yeah, are. They're in their 20s and 30s. Okay, that's not yeah. cute. That's not so, cute. But okay. Are you at a place where you feel like bad not paying? For sure. I think when the check comes, I notice that everyone just kind of waits. <laughs> and then... It just kind of like just slowly kind of migrates over, like flies over to my area yeah, and yeah. I'll take out the credit well, card. You know why? It's because you literally have marketed yourself as a millionaire. Now you are wa- you are saying That's a I, am, point. I am cash. There are dollar signs written all over That's you. That's a good point. Do you, you know gotta what I mean? You, you gotta, gotta stop, stop saying that, dude. 
just just yeah. former teacher, former teacher, former teacher, just former teacher. That's good enough. Because yeah. no, because when you said millionaire, yeah, I'm like, yeah, the definitely. Like if we went out to eat, like, I mean, not that I, I know you, but there is this vibe of like, well, you're a fucking million. You know what I mean? There yeah. is that you're the one. That's a good point, Steffi. Right. We need to be changing. Um, this we need to business. help you. We need. It's like self-made millionaire slash responsible. So pay for responsible your own mi- shit. Yeah, yeah, pay for your own Period. shit. Period. TM. TM. Yeah. <laughs> Steve. Okay. <laughs> now we know this is what you're cousins, but you spent about two hundred sixty bucks on Disneyland stuff. We thought you were. We thought you were a Disney adult for a second. Like, I am. Yeah. I, I'm. Uh, I like. I came to a place where, like, I told Candace, I'm like, oh, I hate Disneyland now. Like, I cannot. Okay. I'm That's tired me. of it. Okay. But yeah. I know I love Disneyland, but in short little, you know, bursts, sure, just sure. like maybe like once a year during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I when my cousins came, I'm like, oh shoot, we got to do the whole two days in Disneyland, one day in California Adventure, and they have the passes. Yeah. Or it's either you buy one day or three days. Yeah. And it's more cost effective to buy the three day pass. So we're like, oh, might as well just do the three mm. days. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think it's so funny that your cousins are like in their 20s and then you're taking them to Disneyland. Because I really pictured like eight year olds running around, like really cute eight year old Taiwanese really? boys. No, no, no they're, they're 20 or 20 no, yeah, something. They got, like, yeah, they got a job yeah. and like a mortgage. <laughs> Wait till you go visit them. Yeah. Right, yeah. all the all the bows. He's still gonna pay the guilty. He's still taking out the credit card. Well, I feel bad because in Taiwan they don't, you know, like it's a lot. Of the the culture in Taiwan, they're always constantly working. Yeah, and it's yeah, really yeah. hard for them to go on a vacation. Really, and right. yeah, it's it's mm. like the the culture there. There, it's like a workaholic. You know, everyone mm. just from ten to ten or something like that. <gasps> I feel and for that. them to come here because my cousins they haven't came for twenty five years or something. So wow. I knew that the next time they come, it would probably be another twenty something years. Whoa. So I might as well like just make sure that they have a really good memory. That's really yeah. nice That's of really you. Nice. That's, That's really, really cute. That's really cute. That's okay. Number three. Um, Steve's a little little spa slut. You love a little spa. You just call him a slut. You He's a, a school spa. teacher. A lot of a lot slut. of spa. A lot of therapy counseling. A lot of like mental mental health. Stuff. We love this. this What's going great. on with you on spa? Is it, is it your wife mainly? Uh, yeah, I would say a lot of the. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Why'd you say that for me? <laughs> what? Why do you think it was the wife? No, I thought it was. I don't know. We both go to. Well, okay. So with the spa thing, we buy the Asian packages where if you buy ten, okay, and you get the the eleventh one for free. So we have to. We go. Oh, okay. Might as well just. We're gonna probably come back here. We love it. What kind of massage are you getting? What is or is it a just like a regular one hour massage? We found a place maybe like two minutes away from our house. Oh, Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is me. Not this is me projecting. I would love to be a little spa slut for sure. Like I love massages. I would love to go. We had Kalila on a couple weeks ago. She goes to a massage place once a year or once a week. And yeah, I would. I would love a massage once a week. You know. I do the cheap thing where I go to those like you know the. Chinese reflexology and I get the foot massage but it gives you like all do you know what everything about? it's yeah, like yeah, everything yeah. you like for it? like yeah it's like 20 or 30 dollars well not 20 it's well, like how, how gone long? up to 30 dollars it's an hour oh, 30 dollars yeah, yeah but you have to go to SGV for it but but they do the body too yeah they do the body <gasps> but it's more focused on the foot first gotcha. but you're, I like I like a good foot, foot yeah, ass yeah, yeah, massage yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so okay um you spent a lot on therapy I don't know if you're down to talk about that but like it was like I think it was a combination of like counseling at a church slash couples therapy and stuff like that yeah that's pretty cool yeah so our like my wife and i we had a couple months ago we had counselors or sorry uh marriage counseling okay yeah so just kind of like do check-ins 
You've been going like have, you go like t- uh, twice a month, maybe. Uh, we did once a week. Once a week, yeah, yeah and yeah, it became twice frequent. a month. Yeah, yeah. And then also, Candice has. I think that's really, little, yeah. really healthy. I've never yeah. done couples therapy, but I think therapy is great for everyone. But, Do you guys yeah. ever um, talk about money in, in therapy? Is money like a thing that this is a HIPAA violation? You cannot be asking them this. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, I'm Do kidding. You... I don't know. He can he can break it. If he wants uh, to. Yeah, I guess sometimes. It's not really our main focus. We talk yeah, about yeah, other things. Yeah, there's other things yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, just like, in, in generally speaking, couples therapy. Do you recommend it? Like, what have you gotten out of it? You know, has, do you think it's is it stupid? Is it is it good? You know, I mean, obviously you're going. You know, you're spending eight hundred bucks on it, so you believe in it. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I yeah, I guess it's good. I, I mean, I this was very weird for me to go into counseling. It was kind of like Candace's idea uh, that we kind of do these like check-ins, but I was open to it. Um, I, I first, I was like, oh, maybe I'm not going to learn anything. Mm, it's probably mm. just someone talking and us finding out our own answers, which a lot of times it really is, right? But I learned a lot about myself and just like the way I react about things, um, how I kind of communicate with Candace. So I, yeah, I thought it was very helpful. Uh, so you're, yeah. you're no longer going. Oh, we're not no longer going right now. Oh, but okay, okay, I okay. do think we are going to go back again. Or actually, I don't want to give too much away. Mm. But yeah, yeah we're just taking a little bit of break. Okay, right now. that's yeah. great. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna take a deep dive even more. Oh, I just no, I just wrote um, just some individual oh. lines that I thought was interesting. But wait, okay. <laughs> wait, Abercrombie? You guys like Abercrombie? Oh yeah, I put yeah. Abercrombie. Grow up. So there was like a sale this one time. <laughs> they and have good stuff there now. They no, do. They do. I yeah. have a couple of shows from Abercrombie yeah. too. I worked there when I was younger. Yeah. I was like, I know, I'm like flexing. But, like but they've rebranded, like, right? Now they, it's not they for were little, little people. after like <laughs> yeah, being racist little... against Asians. I like that we all support them even. <gasps> That's after right. They're racist against they're Asians. Racist. What are you doing, bro? Five thirty nine at Abercrombie. But the 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 shirts, good quality they're cotton. Really nice. yeah, what are you wait, gonna did do? Did you go to Columbus or it just says because they're from Columbus? It just says. Columbus. Uh, I don't know. I we bought okay. online. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. It's a, it's an Ohio company, yeah. so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And I, I noticed that you run TikTok ads, and I thought that was interesting because you're, you're so popular. Oh yeah. Is this just expanding? It's, business? Just just trying to see. Yeah, yeah. We're did just testing work? stuff out. No. Oh okay. Yeah. Seven fifty though. Seven fifty. Yeah. That's that's really um discouraging to hear that you're. Uh, TikTok ads didn't work because sometimes I'll put Facebook ad money to like promote my comedy shows when I travel uh-huh. and I have n- I have no idea if it's working at all but I I heard from friends that like because I always put in like 50 bucks but they're like you have to put in like at least you have to put more yeah to, to even have a chance at it working out you know yeah right. okay okay yeah. cool that's kind of all I had yeah that was that great it. yeah um, thank Steve you. thank you so much for coming on the podcast of course yeah. Yeah, truly so me. enlightening so educational it's so nice to learn about um Cover calls. We're gonna be looking into that later. <laughs> Forgot what it was already. Wait, he pointed at the screen here. Uh, he saw this part that Fumi wrote. Grow up, Steve. Because <laughs> I thought, because I, I was thinking our crowd is for kids, but uh, you know now they rebranded. You know what I'm saying? Yes, for adults. Hey, they're they're nice. for, there's an adult they're really and a soft. kids. Let me Have roast you been shopping at Abercrombie Kids? Because there is an Abercrombie Kids. No, I mean no, no. Who nobody is goes... that the size that you wear? Well, Abercrombie kids, kids boy size. I definitely used to wear kid stuff for a long time, but <laughs> now I'm getting older, a little thicker, so I'm getting thick. Your boy's a thick Asian boy. Anyways, Steve, thanks for coming on the All podcast. Right. Um, th- where where could our fans find you and your work? What do you want our listeners to know? Sure, yeah, you get, you guys can find me on all major social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Yeah, and if you want to check out our coaching services at calltoleap.com, feel free to do so. We have a lot of free resources there. We have a beginner's investing guide. That's free. A money cheat sheet. 
I'm like 99% sure everyone's going to find value from that. I spent a lot of hours and days uh, just sifting through all the fav all my favorite apps, things to do, how to put your money in where. So there's that. And yeah, there's free course. There's a free intro course on calltoleap.com. So yeah, just check it out. Check out my page. Uh, there's a lot of highlights, a lot of great content on, out there. That's Amazing. so generous Amazing. that it's free. It's yeah. free. Check out Call to Leap for sure. You can yeah. find us on all the social medias at uh, Cash Cuties Pod. We're on TikTok and Instagram. You can find me on there at the Fumi Abe. That's T-H-E-F-U-M-I-A-B-E. And you can find me at my Instagram, Baked Goods, B-I-K-E-D-G-U-D-S, and my website, StuffyBake.com. Hell and yeah. Uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash pod for bonus content. And then uh, shout out to our um, sound engineer, Doma Goy, our video editor, Matias, and our analyst, Holy Sandler. Thank you so much. Uh, DM us, email us with your questions. We love hearing from you. We'll answer it on this podcast. And, and until, I think Until that's next it. week. As, until next week. We'll see you there. Uh, spend your money wisely. Or don't. Bye. Bye.